Welcome to Echo, the podcast where we share our personal perspectives on questions about God, spirituality, and the Seventh-day Adventist Church. I'm Ryan Becker, your host. No matter who you are, we hope that you find value and encouragement through real discussions about real things. Let's jump in. Hey guys, welcome back to Echo. Really glad that you are joining us. And today I have two awesome guests with me, uh, and I'm going to let them introduce themselves. So let's start to my right with Derek. Hi, my name is Derek Schreer. I'm currently a freshman at Southern Adventist University. I'm studying business management as of January 11 or whatever. Um, oh, okay. And uh, yeah, excited to be on the podcast today. Awesome. Thank you for joining us. And Richie, what about you? Yeah, I pastor in uh, Cleveland, Tennessee at the Bowman Hills Seventh-day Adventist Church. Awesome. So uh, we're going to jump right in. This is tradition on Echo. We don't waste any time because we don't have Mm. much of it, right? So uh, we want to dive right into, I think, uh, is one of the questions that I've never heard asked. And I think it's a problem that I've never heard it asked because I think everyone wrestles with this at some point, one way or the other. Uh, And it's this whole idea of saying, I don't know. Um, I think uh, our unwillingness to say, I don't know, whether it's been from church leaders, whether it's been through mentors, teachers, friends, the unwillingness to say, I don't know, uh, has caused a ton of damage. I think uh, just trying to come up with some answer out of nowhere uh, because we think we have to know the answer, uh, I think has has uh, led us down incredibly wrong paths, has caused a ton of confusion and a ton of pain. Uh, and that kind of expectation that we place on ourselves and on each other, uh, I think has been responsible for the damaging of a of a lot of people's faiths. So I think this is something that we should talk about, uh, this, I, this entire idea of uh, being able to say, I don't know. And so let's start... Um, Let's start first. I know I've kind of implied it already, but uh, do you guys think it's okay <laughs> to say, I don't know? Is 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 this something that, that is acceptable? I think yes. I don't know. <laughs> I, I hesitate to say that because I don't know. I've never, I don't know. I've never really thought about it that much, I guess. But I feel like it may be better to say, I don't know, than give an incorrect answer. Um, but I don't know that I would phrase it like that. Um, I would maybe say like, you know, this is something I'm struggling with or, you know, I just don't quite understand this. But I think the the most challenging part of this is definitely when like someone is asking me about my faith or someone who's like not in my relig- religion is asking me about um, questions and stuff. It's hard to say, I don't know. And um, like, like you're you know, supposed to be trying to help them and convert them and you're like not giving an answer to anything. So Hmm. I think so. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. No, also this is the moment where we all become hyper aware of any time we say, I don't know. Uh, So just, just settle into that because that's, (laughs) it's like uh, the first time someone says, I just want to echo that. And we're on the echo podcast. Everyone becomes hyper aware uh, of every time it's said. So everyone just settle in for the ride on this one. Uh, Richie, any initial thoughts on this? Yeah, you know, very early, especially in ministry, you better get used to and embrace the the answer, I don't know, very mm-hmm. quickly, because you will get asked plenty of questions in life, and you just don't know which way to go and exactly the answer to that question. And I think, yeah, I, I believe it is okay to say, I don't know, and I even think it's it's important to, to admit that uh, we... We are raised from a young age with the narrative of, you know, we have the truth. 
you know, mm. we have the answers, uh, and 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 we're blessed with a lot of the answers that we do have. But I think that it has kind of created a little bit, given us a little bit of a of, and I don't even think we knowingly uh, are prideful or know it, but but it has given us this kind of attitude that we have to have all the answers. And if we don't, we panic and we just, uh, you know, we don't know what to do with that. So absolutely. Uh, it's such a freeing thing to be able to say, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and and I think, um, the, the mark of it being okay is not ending it on, I don't know, but, uh, and you hinted at this, Derek, I think it's, it's this idea of, I don't know, but Hey, let's, let's dig into this together. Uh, or I don't know, I'm really struggling with that. Let me just be honest, right? Uh, I'm really struggling with this and, and I really don't know how to wrestle with it or how to reconcile it. Um, even though I've, I've heard every explanation in the world, uh, one of the things that I still wrestle with is, uh, some of the, the hor- seemingly horrific acts in the Old Testament, uh, whether it be of the Israelites or whether it be something that, that Scripture says God said, do this, right? There are, uh, that is something that I continually, it's been like a recurring uh, fight and struggle for me personally, right? So uh, I have had to settle with, yeah, I, I just don't know right now. Um, and I think the the implied thing in saying, I don't know, but let's wrestle with this, or I don't know, let's figure it out, is the idea that you have faith that that question will be settled at some point, right? Or that that answer will come at some point. Even if that point is when Jesus comes back, there's still that faith that, yeah, Jesus is coming back. Uh, I, I know that I've heard questions like, oh, do you think, how do, what do you think cremated people, uh, how will they be resurrected? Uh, and what will that look like? And people try to talk to talk through the logistics of, uh, of these overarching, wow. you know, big narrative moments in scripture. And I'm like, I don't, I mean, A, it kind of doesn't matter, but B, uh, it'll be really cool to find out, right? But I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, I've heard people try to explain the omnipotence and omniscience of God and explain how that works, but yet Mm. still offer free, you know, free freedom of of choice and things like this. So God knows everything, but yet uh, he, he still gives us the opportunity to make decisions, but he's not surprised by the decisions we make. And I have heard people go into detailed explanations of how that works. And it's just kind of ridiculous because we don't know how that works. We yeah. do not know how God can be all places at one time and be all-knowing at all times. Uh, but if God is big enough, um, as, as much as he, if he's as big as I think he is, then I, I believe that he can do it. And one day, I believe he'll kind of explain how exactly that works. Yeah, absolutely. I think... Um... And to add to that, I think one thing that there was this moment I was I was listening to something over the Christmas season last year um, of the story of uh, the wise men going to to see baby Jesus and that that star appearing uh, in the night. And there was this thought that I had. I don't remember if it was like spurred by the conversation, like someone mentioned it to some extent or if I just thought I don't remember. Um, But I had this thought of like that star had to be placed there light years before that night for them to see it right then and there. And like that blew my mind as far as like how big God is and how much knowledge he has of time to place it at the exact moment in history that right at that moment when the wise men look up, there's this star that's shining brightly in the sky. Like that just blew, I'm getting chills, like that blew me away. And I, for some people, they're just like, yeah, okay, whatever. But that was a big moment for me was, was, was that kind of thought process and that idea. I don't even know if that's how it worked, but it was really cool. Um, so yeah, that, I, I think that, uh, what you've brought up, Richie, is a really valid point. Um, has 
Let me ask you this. Have you ever, um, what is something that you wrestle with or something where you've had to say, uh, I don't know. I, th- I know that you just shared with omniscience and, and, and omnipotence and, uh, but, uh, and omnipresence, but uh, Derek, what about you? What, what is something that you have wrestled with and, and something that you just don't know about right now? I think one of the biggest kind of um, dreams and fantasies you have as a kind of kid or like going through religion is like the idea of heaven. And, um, you know, that's all, that's everyone's goal. That's what we're all working towards. But there's kind of this level of uncertainty of what exactly it's going to be like there or, you know, what's okay there, what's not. Like, is marriage a thing there? Like, Mm. am I going to be able to take my dog with me? You know, there's a lot of things that I feel like, you know, you're just not really sure about. And I know that's not like super like controversial or whatever, but I think that's something I've thought about. And a lot of my friends is like, you know, I don't, I'm not sure what heaven is exactly going to be like, or like every little, you know, detail. Um, So I feel like that's, that's something I've struggled with, but going back to like kind of what you said, just understanding that we are not supposed to know everything and that really like if we're going to try to understand everything, we're just going to come up with a lot of blanks. And that's just our fault of being human. Yeah. I think trying to know everything shuts down conversation. And I think that's one of the reasons that Christianity, uh, especially within you know the last probably 100 years, has struggled so much with uh, the scientific side of things. Uh, because science is totally okay saying I don't know yet, uh, because that gives them more to do, <laughs> right? <laughs> They're like, yeah, I'm excited to find out. And we're like, no, we know. Uh, there's no journey anymore, and and so we shut down this this and 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 I'm not saying that it's completely Christian's fault that there's this seemingly war between the two, and I don't think there should be a war between the two. Um, I, I think, uh, in fact, many of our greatest scientific discoveries came as a result of Christianity and and, and being pushed by Christians. So this isn't. I'm, I'm not trying to like spark something big here, but just this idea that uh, I don't know naturally lends itself to conversation. And conversation is something that all of us learn from and grow from. So that's, I, I think, huge. Um, okay, so you said we've said it's kind of okay to say, I don't know. When is it okay to say, I don't know? <laughs> at what point do we stop studying or, you know, do we stop studying? Or what, at what point do we just sit down and go, man, I can't, I, I just, I don't know. I can't figure this out. Yeah, I think for me, after I've exhausted uh, a lot of time and, uh, you know, I've looked and, and what others have said on, on the subject and really studied it out. And you keep coming back to the, basically everybody's giving theories, but ultimately it still comes back to, I don't know. I think there are some things about the mysteriousness of God and, and other things in life, how exactly it works. Um, you know, it, uh, for, for many years, kind of the Trinity, the concept of God being one, but yet also being three persons, you know, that was a struggle for me for many years. Mm. But then as I continued studying it and, and the reality that God is love and that love cannot exist except for in a relationship, it started to make sense to me, you know, that God has been God of love for forever. And he couldn't have been a God of love uh, in the very beginning before he created anything, if it was, if, if there was just one person. And so things like that start to make sense. And that happened kind of over a year, uh, a year and a half to two years. And I'm still coming, evolving in my understanding of mm-hmm. what that means. So, I mean, for me, I, I don't ever get to the point where I'm just like, uh, I don't know. And I, I don't care. I think there may be somewhere I say, well, I don't know. 
but I'm always kind of coming back to it and driving to it and, and, and seeing what it, you know, and, and studying it some more. Mm. That's huge. Uh, Derek, what about you? I wish this approach would work for school. Like instead of like putting an answer on a test or something, just really go in depth of how we really don't know. Uh, that could be really beneficial. But I feel like we're generally taught like that you need to know things or like like uh, like in school or on tests, you, there's an answer to everything. And we kind of grow up with that concept of, you know, there is an answer for everything. So coming to faith with the idea of that maybe we don't is maybe a little bit the challenging part um, that there isn't an answer to this when we grow up feeling like everything kind of does have an answer. Uh, yeah, no, I don't that, know if that's even more challenging, but <laughs> no, th- no, you're right. Uh, I think uh, the way that we're brought up, the way we're raised, has a, a significant impact on this. Um, and and I think the other side of it is is the humility that it takes to say I was wrong and I don't know. Um, and the humility it takes to, or, or the self-awareness that it takes to recognize what you've just said and go, okay, I'm going to throw all that out and, and start from square one here. Uh, I think that's, that is also incredibly important. And, and, and for me, I think, I don't know, uh, is something that's okay to say if you have exhausted all your opportunities, right? If you've gone to every place you can think of to find the answer to this, uh, then it's totally okay to say, I don't know. The other the other way I would say it's okay to say, I don't know, is if it's something that um, isn't incredibly vital for your faith. Uh, the the obvious one that I go to uh, is uh, the literal seven or six-day creation. Uh, that for some people, a six-day creation is everything to their faith. Uh, to others, they don't really care. <laughs> and it's never going to be something they dive into. And so they go, yeah, I don't know, and I'm fine with that. Uh, I think, um, and, and that line is different for everyone. And just so we're clear, I'm not questioning or doubting uh, that teaching, right? I'm not, I'm not trying to disprove it or anything. I'm just saying everyone has a different priority in their life. And that, those priorities are usually driven by life experiences, uh, even just the way that you think and the things that uh, kind of get your gears turning. Uh, for some, it is, is God a loving God? And I need to, and I need to figure that out. Um, for others, it's... Um, you know, the only picture of a father I've had is an abuser or someone who's left my family. And um, I'm really wrestling with God as a father, and I don't know how to reconcile this right now. Um, you know, I think it's okay to say, I don't know, when, the, when it's so much bigger than yourself, um, and it's something that you're passionate about, so you, you don't just leave it at, I don't know. I don't think it's ever okay to just leave it there, but to have the faith that one day it'll come, and to keep searching for it, and, and to keep praying about it, keep your ears up, just like if you hear your name in a party. Uh, or your name across the room, you look up, right? Same thing. You perk up when you hear this conversation uh, or this topic and idea being talked about. So I think that's that's incredibly valid. Uh, what what would you say to someone who um, what would you say to someone who has been damaged by uh, people who are were unwilling to say I don't know, even if that person is you? <laughs> yeah, I think just. Um being patient with people and uh, being open and honest. That's what people want. They want to believe that you really just care about them. Um, you care about them more than you care about the answer and giving the right answer, you know, and knowing everything. And I think that's the key, uh, you know, on both sides of whether you say, I don't know, and you just leave it at that and you don't pursue an answer with the person, or you say, well, this is this, or the Bible says this, therefore, I can, then you can take that by faith and don't ask questions, you know, don't ask. 
I, I think those two responses are just very lazy responses to mm. someone. And if I really care about someone and love someone, then I'm going to take the time to kind of pursue that question with them. And I'm going to receive. Uh, I think we've done Christianity an incredible injustice where, again, um, and I'm not discounting, I believe in, in what the Bible says in a literal creation week. I believe in a young earth. But the reality is God does not give us all the answers of, you know, how long it was, how long Adam and Eve were in the garden. He, he didn't give us these answers of, you know, what was the, the rock before God created this earth. We don't have all those answers. And I think when we try to give answers to things that we don't know, we do way more harm than good. And so for me, it's just being patient with people. And, and uh, it, I have found it is much better to say, I don't know, than to speak to something like I know yeah. what I don't know. <laughs> yeah, pretending uh, yeah. pretending is is absolutely terrible. Uh, and thank you for that. I think that's a great point. Uh, Derek, what about you? Any thoughts here? I think that approach that you mentioned is just really crucial. Um, I know some of my favorite pastors have come from a place like similar to that, just working with you more like um, coming at you as an equal rather than, you know, talking down to you like, um, they know the Bible, like exactly what's going on everywhere. So that approach of just working with someone, um, because it's most likely someone you're close to that's going to be asking you yeah. those kinds of questions, coming from a place of just really humility and working with them to to research or like study that topic, I think is more helpful than trying to give them the best answer you have, because sometimes our best answer doesn't. Yeah, and I doesn't think, cut it for them almost. I think when someone when 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 I'm approached by someone who's been damaged by that, the first thing I'll say to them is, "I'm sorry that happened to you." Um, yeah, that should not have happened. I think um, what I find funny is I think some of the biggest things about Christianity that have been disproven, so to speak, uh, were things that were actually just wrong answers, <laughs> uh, were, were wrong explanations or things that we made up uh, just to satisfy a question at the time. And so people disprove those and think they've actually disproved the Bible or, or think they've disproved Christianity in general. And, and I've always found that interesting. It's like, no, you, you disproved an illusion. Um, and it's not one that was really meant to trick you. Someone tried their best at some point and fell short. Um, and I think that's the other side of this is being willing to acknowledge the humanity, uh, not just in ourselves, but in others who have done it too. Uh, while we have said that uh, this has caused damage, the one thing I don't want to do is for anyone listening to this who is in that place, who's felt like they've had to make up answers and has done their best, I want you to know, like, Hey, kudos to you for, for doing your best. And I don't want you to think that we're like demonizing you or, or calling you out, like, how dare you do this? I think what we're trying to do is uh, get us all on, on in a level playing field here and, and uh, taking the pressure off of you. <laughs> I'm hoping that this conversation is one of freedom, not one of guilt, uh, not one of shaming someone, but one that says, oh, okay, I can relax a little bit here. Yeah. Um, because no relationship it should be incredibly stressful. Obviously, they have moments of stress, but uh, and your relationship with God is certainly in that category. It should not be one that is stressful and one that is constantly uh, pressuring you into any certain direction uh, that you don't want to go in or you don't know. If you're not comfortable, it's cool to say, I don't know. I'm fine with it. Um, and I don't know, just like you said earlier in this episode, Richie, I think for me, I don't know has become like my favorite answer in the world. Uh, as a pastor, it's the one thing that actually gave me credibility. Uh, because it let my, and it, it eased the expectations of members 
because they they didn't think I had to know everything anymore because I are straight up told them I don't know it deal with it <laughs> that's huge uh, any final thoughts as we kind of close out here I think in you know the Bible it's clear that there are some things that we're, we're not going to know. And I think, you know, God says, my ways are not your ways. My thoughts are not your thoughts. The, you know, Paul says that no eye has seen nor ear heard nor entered into the mind. Mm. And so I think, you know, uh, God is, is keeping some surprises for us so that, you know, uh, we can just be blown away uh, rather than just giving every single answer. He's given us the answers to the most crucial things. Uh, and the other things uh, will be exciting surprises, I believe, one mm. day. That's huge. Thank you for that. Derek, any final thoughts? Yeah, I I think we almost as a church and as a community need to redefine the culture of asking questions a little bit. Um, make it more okay to not know yeah. um, rather than growing up feeling like you have to have an answer. Almost redefining that culture um, is going to be an important part for people, I think, feeling more comfortable asking challenging questions about things we might not know so much about. And like you touched on, having that excitement for heaven and being able to come to heaven with answers. Like I know lots of people who say, like, I can't wait to get to heaven and ask Jesus this or ask Jesus that. I think that's an exciting part of heaven almost. And um, not knowing some things almost makes it even more exciting to get there and, and learn from Jesus himself. Yeah. And that's, that's an exciting part to me in like kind of engulfing the idea of, I don't know, is like, like, I can't wait to find out. Kind yeah, of thing. absolutely. There's excitement in the journey. Uh, thank you both, uh, for your insights and in, in the conversation here. The one last thing that I might add here is, uh, uh, we don't have the truth. Jesus is the truth, and Jesus is bigger than our denomination and our our moment of of, of doubt and our, our our little church that we're in, our little community. And uh, there is a journey here to be had. So it's okay to not have the monopoly on truth. Uh, Jesus does, and and Scripture describes him as the Lion of the tribe of Judah. And I can't remember the last time I needed to defend a lion. Uh, lions can defend themselves. So if you you know, I, I think it's okay to say, I don't know, because Jesus is the one who does know. Uh, to our listeners, thank you so much for being on this journey with us. We hope you enjoyed this. Uh, we want to thank Southern Adventist University for hosting us for season two of Echo. And if you want to check out any other great content from uh, Project Refresh, such as our As I Am series or our web blog or uh, some of our other video series that are out there, you can check us out at theprojectrefresh.org. Thank you guys so much for listening. and We'll see you next time. Hey guys, thanks so much for listening to this episode of Echo. We hope you enjoyed it. To stay up to date with new episodes as we release them, and for more awesome content from Project Refresh, a ministry of the Carolina Conference of the Seventh-day Adventist Church, then go ahead and hit that subscribe button below. And don't forget to like and leave a comment.